Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mastermind.fm. Your hosts today are Ninja James Laws of Ninja Forms fame and myself, Joan Galea from WP Mayor and WP RSS Aggregator. Today, we're going to be talking about podcasting, our experience so far. But before we dive into things, a few words from our sponsors. Before we get started today, we'd like to take a moment to thank WP Engine, one of the premier managed hosting services for the WordPress community. They've become the first official sponsor of Mastermind.fm and have an offer exclusively for you, our listeners. If you give WP Engine's one-year managed hosting plan a try, the first four months are on them. Just enter the coupon code MASTERMIND at checkout. Now, we can't speak highly enough of WP Engine as a managed WordPress hosting service. They're one of the best, and if you're in the market for a host, looking to upgrade, or just curious about their plans, look them up and give them a try. You won't be disappointed. If you do wind up on board, send us an email at podcast at mastermind.fm and tell us about your experience. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back. Uh, so yeah, we decided we wanted to talk a little bit about podcasting today. We've been doing it now. This is our, what I would, I guess we can call it our silver anniversary episode, episode number 25. <laughs> That's right. right. So we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, our podcasting experience, uh, a little bit about why we got into it, and a little bit of what we have discovered through the process uh, for business owners, because podcasting is kind of this new big thing, right? And it's not like it's a new big thing. I mean, podcasting has been around for years, but more and more people are actually getting involved in podcasting or exploring the idea, should I start a podcast? We've got ours, but even internally, uh, as a team, we've been talking about starting a company podcast of some sort. We don't know what that's going to look like, but yeah, we wanted to kind of start discussing this process. Right. So I feel that, yeah, as you mentioned, podcasting has been the next big thing for like 10 years or so. And I'm not sure. Do you think it's like in in that exponential part of the curve right now when things are suddenly taken off big time or is it still growing slowly. I think it's about to get to that point. I think it's funny that you said, right? It's it's the next big thing for the last 10 years, right? Like it has been growing slowly and people have have done it to differing uh, levels of success. But you can tell there's companies that are definitely doubled down, you know, doubling down on the idea of podcasting. Look at uh, Copyblogger and their Rainmaker platform, like they've they've definitely put a huge focus on the idea of podcasting content and this audio content. Uh, so I I don't know. I guess I would say that podcasting is kind of becoming the blogs of today, right? Like you know, years ago. It was everybody was starting a blog, and that was how you built your personal brand. That's how people got to know who you were uh, and, and, and where you got to express your ideas. And over time, we've seen more and more people get into podcasting to accomplish this. And they haven't necessarily abandoned the blog, although some have. They have adopted podcasting as a way to introduce them themselves to the, the greater community, to the customers of their products, to the people who might be interested in their businesses, uh, and use that to build their personal reputation. So I think it's definitely, I don't know if it's on the, at the top of that curve, but it's, it's definitely close. One thing I've noticed for sure is that blogs are more long-lasting. I know I know many people start a blog and then struggle to keep posting on a regular basis. I know it's something that you yourself struggle with at times. Myself, I've also been on and off with my personal blog. But it, it, it seems that with podcasting, it's a case where many people start a new podcast, go 
strong with it for say 20 30 episodes and then it slowly fizzles out into nothing and then it's obviously it's hard to come back to a podcast say six months down the line because your audience would have been lost by that point it's not like blogs where you have a search engine and it can pick up your content on a constant basis yeah i think I think that's it, right? Podcasts seem to have a shorter shelf life. They become irrelevant at a certain point. And, you know, like there's content that we've probably published in the first few episodes that so much has changed in the space that it probably could use to be updated and talked about again because of that. And and with the blog, you know, I have, I, you're right. I, I struggle with co- posting content. I think the last piece of content I posted was on February 5th of this year. That was the last time I wrote anything on my blog. So if that gives you any idea. And in fact, the post that I <laughs> the post that I wrote at that time was announcing this podcast. That was the last piece of content that I wrote. But like you said, the the long-lasting content uh, of blog content is is really where where it comes from because I started my personal site uh, I was actually pulling. It's taking me too long to page through all my content because I'm doing it on the front end instead of the admin. <laughs> um, but I was going to look and see when the first thing I posted was on at jameslaws.com, uh, which is my personal site. And I started a blog for a totally different purpose at that time, but it stayed with me. And even though my interests or what I am doing all the time has changed, the content, uh, so the content has changed, that domain has stuck with me and I just shifted what I write about. So my audience might have changed, but I mean, I've still been writing. So I'm already on page 41 of blog posts, just kind of cycling through. And that content is as far back as uh, April 16th of 2007. Uh, so, and I've not even gotten to the beginning of where I started writing. So yeah, that blog is long lasting and people still hit that content, some of that really old content. So yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it, I actually started blogging around that time as well as I was finishing university. So we have quite a bit of history behind us. Yeah. I'm clicking two pages at a time. So by the end of this episode, I might actually be to the beginning and be able to tell you exactly when I started. (laughs) (laughs) James has a very slow internet connection. So. <laughs> oh, it, actually, it's not that bad. So as we said it, I just got here. So my first blog post uh, was December 25th. So Christmas Day of 2006. Mm, wow. That was my very f- Christmas Day. I don't know. Why do I do anything that I do? <laughs> I'm a workaholic. It's just what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange day to start a blog. <laughs> I, yeah, I Maybe don't know. somebody gave you a website for Christmas? No, no. It, you know, it's funny. At the time, I was getting ready to launch a church. Oh, wow. So I think, uh, yeah, so all my content there was about my experience of launching a church and building a launch team and all of that stuff, So, which is very similar to launching a business in, in many ways. So I was still, I was still being an entrepreneur. I was still flexing those entrepreneurial muscles, but for a different cause. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about some different styles and perhaps we'll get to why podcasts tend to be quite short-lived in some cases. But let's see what styles are used in podcasting before we get to this question again. So one, one of them is interviews, which we've experimented with lately and we plan to do more of in the future. Then we have people who go solo, which I find personally very, very hard to pull off. And then we've seen a lot of um, podcasts, which are two people, as in our case. And James, I don't know if you have any experience of listening to other styles of podcasting. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Most of the podcasts that I listen to tend to be business or WordPress related. I have a few that are leadership related more specifically. Uh, and then I only have one podcast that I listen to that is a more of a hobby casual podcast. And it's a, a podcast called Hardly Casual which is uh, the co- one of the co-hosts is actually my junior developer, and it's just about gaming. So they just talk about video games and that whole experience, and that's the only non-business-related type podcast that I listen to. They have three hosts that they do on that, where they talk through that. I've seen there's the leadership podcast that I really love is by Andy Stanley, the Andy Stanley Leadership Podcast, and his is great. It's not really an interview, and it's not really a co-host. He kind of has a host that kind of keeps them on agenda talking through it, but he's really the intellectual property, if you will. He's there to talk about his insights as a leader, and the host is really just there to help him navigate through that to the end of the show. So it's a really cool one, and it's a different style, right, because it's not really a co-host, although they might, you might think it's being billed as these two people talking about something, but it's really just one guy who is offering their knowledge. But instead of him doing a solo podcast, like you talked about, where he just gets on the mic and just talks about all his insight, he makes it conversational by having another person there to kind of keep that conversation moving along. But most of my, most of the ones that I listen to seem to be mostly co-hosted ones. There's a few ones I've listened to where it's a single a single person doing it, and I, f- I find those actually hard to listen to. Um, I imagine they're hard to produce <laughs> when it's just you and, and kind of talking through that process, but they're, they're, they're just as hard to listen to to me, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's much easier to listen to a podcast which has two people, whether it's an interview or just two people presenting. It's much easier, I believe, unless the podcast is really well produced. So... For example, one podcast I really like is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. That's just Dan Carlin himself. But obviously there's a lot of research behind it and even Dan himself is a very, very good presenter. And so obviously it makes sense for him since he's talking about a very specific topic and just recounting history as a story rather than... I think the the topic itself is very important. So in our case, for example, it doesn't make sense for just one guy to just ramble on about, you know, what, whatever he's doing or thoughts about hiring or whatever two people make the make it much more interesting because they can bounce ideas off each other as well and even present contrasting ideas yeah you know somebody i think who could get a pull off the single podcast if i were and if if they i don't know if they listen to mastermind.fm or not and but if they are this is my plug to them to start a podcast if they've not already thought of it because he already does these short videos that are sometimes 10 to 15 minutes long and they're rich with a good story and good content is Chris Lemma. So Chris Lemma has a lot of these videos where he'll just he'll just vamp on pricing for 15 minutes and you can tell that it's still very fairly structured, researched, a good story that gets you there. And that's something that I could that's easily digestible. It's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, uh, you know, and and he seems to do well being able to record that. So since he's already sitting down and recording the video, my encouragement to him would be to pull all that audio out and just and release a podcast. Um, most most of that much of that content is free already, so you might as well make it easier to uh, to aggregate into a single location. Yeah, I mean personally, I find it much easier during my day to day to listen to podcasts rather than videos because with video you have to, you know, sit down in front of YouTube or wherever or Vimeo and just watch the person speak. 
and with podcasts i can do other stuff while listening to the podcasts yeah i i'd agree with that uh now i will say one of the one of the types of episodes that i really enjoy uh, and we, like you said, we've experimented a little bit with our, we just had recently had an interview with Pippin. Uh, before that, we had a good conversation on the GPL with Danica. And I like the interview style because I like interjecting a, in a different perspective on a, on a, on a challenge. And so bringing in a different voice when you have a podcast that is say just our two voices or a solo voice constantly it's nice to mix it up a little bit and bring a different voice and a different perspective to the topic at hand so interviews are a nice way i think of of changing it up a little bit and putting in some just uh, some fresh perspective and just to put in some more ex- examples of podcasting styles one of the podcasts i follow is called invested the rule number one podcast and it's this investing guru and his daughter so that works very well. And he's sort of teaching his daughter and, uh, you know, the, the audience can listen in and even submit questions from time to time. So that works really well. And another one, yeah, another one which I like is Ask Pat. So people in that case submit questions to Pat Flynn and he just picks a question, reads it out and then answers it briefly. And I think it's five to ten minutes. And that's, I believe, a daily or weekly episode so it works really well and i i've thought about actually doing this kind of podcast in the past with wp mayor since we have a lot of people there asking questions about which plugin to use for what and stuff like that so that's a nice way to just pick a question answer it quickly and that's it which brings us to another style of podcasting which or rather than style a way of going about podcasts is whether you should edit them heavily or just record and just publish as it as it uh, gets recorded what do you think well so to give kind of listeners a a inside look at how we do things uh, let's just talk through our production uh, kind of cycle so jean and i meet uh, generally once a week to record an episode uh, it used to be tuesday mornings now we're looking at doing for me tuesday afternoons which was for you tuesday evening and we get together, we talk with talk shop, we have our kind of our own personal kind of mastermind process, and then we sit down and start to record an episode. We each record our audio separately and hand and our ad spots for our sponsors are recorded separately at another time. And we basically hand all that information off to your wife, Aliana, and she edits and fixes all of our faux pas and our weird blips and equalizes things and then sets that out. So we do a fairly, I would say, a fairly produced podcast, although we don't have a produced like introduction, like musical intro. She throws some music behind our intro, but we record our intro live at the time that we're doing it. Uh, And so it's fairly produced. I've been experimenting with the idea of doing a, a less produced uh, for our internal podcast, I've been playing around with the idea of doing a podcast with my business partner, um, not necessarily in the vein of mastermind.fm, but more just what we're dealing with as a business uh, and culture. And my idea with that was to almost do it live. So you can still have some pre-recorded stuff that happens, but we just we press the button here, it plays, we talk press another button for another segue or, or segment, and we talk. And it's just one continuous uh, recording. And 
then all we're really doing is making sure our levels are right, and that's it. So I've been experimenting with that as an idea. I don't know how well it'll work. I have not yet pulled one off, so I can't say. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it's just a kind of style that you want. It's not a case of just one is better than the other one. Personally, I prefer an edited podcast just because I don't feel that confident of just pressing record and going through without editing. I mean, we do go go through it without editing and stopping and starting. But then, as you said, there's a producer, you know, cutting out the extra bits and all that. So that makes me more comfortable recording a podcast. Sure. And I, I think there is this level of as we're recording if we decided to have a sidebar, if something happened, if the somebody opened my, the door to my room that I'm recording in, um, we can just pause and cut that out, and the listener is not going to really know that anything went wrong or went weird there, um, which we should have done in the last episode when you caught me eating a cheeseburger while we were recording <laughs> our podcast. We should have just stopped, cut tape, and said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna edit this part out," but. Um, there is there is the nice ability to be able to cut those things out if we need to. Maybe we should mention some other bloopers that we had <laughs> in the in in our career with podcasting so far. Well, I mean, you, well, you know, the big one, you know, which one? <laughs> oh, I'm, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell the audience. I don't remember. So just as we had finished recording the podcast. Oh, yeah, there's that one. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> What's it, what was it? You forgot to press the button to save I think the podcast? now because we record our audio separately, I think we're using Audacity. We're both using Audacity currently. And I stopped the podcast and I don't know what exactly happened. I think I thought I exported the audio, but I didn't. And then I clicked X and closed it out. And it was just gone. There was like, I tried to close the app and save it and try to do a restore. None of those options came up to me. And so we lost an entire episode, uh, at least my audio. Now you, yeah. was that one? Although thankfully, yeah, we had, I have been, I had been using call recorder, which is a Skype add-on. Now it basically records your Skype audio. And I had, I had that switched on that day and we had, we were able to just extract uh, James part of the audio from Skype, which was obviously lower quality, but it was good enough to actually release the podcast. So it wasn't such a big deal. We didn't have to record the whole podcast. On another day, we had to record the whole podcast because of some uh, strange weird sound coming from uh, a James Mike. Remember that? Why is it always about me? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you're right. We <laughs> you uh... keep changing stuff around. <laughs> we did a we did a recording and uh, I I actually I blame you although it was my equipment's failure because ten minutes into the podcast you noticed that there was a crackling sound uh, that was coming through but you didn't bother to tell me until the end of the episode and so uh, we recorded the rest of the episode with that crackling sound and then had to re-record because it was so so bad so. I think I actually told you and you wanted to continue because you, you didn't oh, understand. Oh, great. So it, bring so. it back to me again. <laughs> okay, here's my... It's here's probably my, my fault. It's Almost true. big fail last time. So I moved to another place and I thought I had the wire for connecting the microphone to the laptop. And like five minutes before we were scheduled to record, I start looking for the wire and I cannot find it anywhere. 
and I'm just going around the house trying to find a USB wire and I cannot find and then like in the last act of desperation I remember that might I might have something in the car rush down to the garage and find but was it like a 10 centimeter wire <laughs> <laughs> so I really had to like stick my face into the side of the laptop where the microphone was. Now, the, the nice thing about that was that we were going to be recording an interview. Oh, yeah. And our guest yeah. didn't, it was a no-show. And so because of that, we had we had all the time in the world to figure out the cord thing. But there was still the pressure of, oh, they're supposed to be on in any, any minute now, and we don't have a cord. No, that's it was actually before we recorded Pippins. Was it? Oh, was it Pippins? So that was even more okay. stressful because we had like a guest on board, so... <laughs> They were actually, because Pippin was there. Yeah. Well, there you go. I can't even remember the bloopers properly, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about, so what are the actual benefits of, of having a podcast? I, I, for me, it was probably one of the best things I've done this year so far. So having this podcast really opened doors and getting in touch with people on a deeper level than what I had been doing before with my personal blog and with WP Mayer. So I've been to conferences. I've actually had people walk up to me and mention one specific thing that they learned from this this episode or the other. And so I've been able to then take that connection and get to know the person better and really make many more connections with people, which have obviously, which is something that I love doing. Yeah, I think uh, one thing, I mean, we started this podcast primarily because we just wanted to talk shop, talk business, and let other people kind of learn from that process, learn from what we've been doing, what what the collective wisdom that we could gather, or the collective mistakes uh, that we were fumbling through, and wanted people to be a part of that. So it was somewhat of an altruistic endeavor to do to kind of create this podcast. But then as it became and started, we realized there actually were other benefits. So. We talked about podcasting, and I think in the beginning of the episode a little bit, we talked about it's a great way to build your personal brand. So an example of that was uh, we were at Pressnomics this year, this past year at the beginning of the year, and while we were at the first night's kind of after party, we were hang all hanging out, and somebody somebody behind me went, hey, are you James Laws of Mastermind.fm? <laughs> <laughs> And I have never been James Laws of Mastermind.fm. To me, I've always been James Laws of Ninja Forms or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But with a product, you're not usually getting people who, you know, yes, there are people at the conference that may use your product and are aware of you and stuff like that. But you actually do open yourself up to a broader audience when you're doing something like a podcast, depending on the content that you're putting out. So it was kind of interesting to be known for this over anything else, uh, which was kind of a different thing for me. And we hadn't been doing it that long at that point, but already uh, people had heard of us through the, the podcast. So it definitely has opened up new relationships and new conversations that it ha- might not I might not have had otherwise because they may not have been familiar with my product, but they were familiar with the podcast. Yeah. And to continue on that, I feel that each product has a character of its own, which might not necessarily reflect that of the owner or one of the owners on 100%. So having actually your own voice and people can listen to your actual voice makes it much more personal 
and they, it enables the listeners or the audience to get to know you much more than, than any other medium out there. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I think by listening to us on this podcast, you get at least a sense of who we are, that when you talk to us in person, you know what to expect. Uh, I don't think you're going to get any weird surprises like, oh, man, you guys were are really nice on your podcast. But, man, when I when I met you in person, you guys are jerks. <laughs> like, I don't think you're going to get that kind of an impact. This is who we are for the most part. You get to hear our real voice and our real personalities come through, I hope, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that is definitely a good, a good tool or a good outcome of having a podcast. Yeah, we might sound better than we do in real life because we have some good equipment here. That's true, which is a great segue. Let's talk about the hardware that we use. See, you yeah. learn how to make segues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, John, what is your setup since we record separately? What is, uh, what's your hardware setup? I have an Audio-Technica ATR2100. It's a USB headphone. Uh, sorry, it's a USB microphone. And uh, yeah, that's basically my setup. It's a cheap microphone, but sounds really nice. It comes with a stand, which I'm using as well. I had bought a pop filter, which I dismantled because I could never get it right and had to put myself in weird positions to speak to it. And since I recently changed my office and I'm just now working on, on my dining table, this simple setup works well for me. Cool. Uh, for me, I'm using a Rode Podcaster. Uh, it is also a USB microphone um, I just wanted something simpler. You can use, obviously, for podcasting, you can use a, a an actual um, XLR-type microphone or XRL, XLR. I can never remember the order of those letters. Anyway, you can use a, a standard audio microphone and then go through a mixer and then that mixer into your computer. But uh, this is just easier. You just plug it into your computer and go. But the Rode Podcaster is really nice. It has a, I don't know what you call these things, kind of a suspension uh, holder for it so the d vibrations of the desk and the arm don't mess with your audio it actually has a built-in pop filter in underneath the microphone which is nice so you don't actually need that oh, that extra nice. one although we have a couple in here in case we need them and then i have the arm on my desk so that i can move it out of my way when i'm not using it or adjust myself easily and not impact the recording too much and that's that's pretty much I'm I'm building out because I'm in an office that I'm we're setting up to be a podcasting room. So we've hung a little baffling on the wall to kind of mute the echo a little bit. I don't know that it's a, that it's working yet. <laughs> I think it needs some more work in that regards. Let us know how it sounds. Yeah, let us know how how my how my audio turned out on this because we're still experimenting. I think it could we could use quite a bit more. Uh, to to get down some of the echo in this room, but that's that's probably the 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 gist of the hardware that we're using. It's really our microphones because everything just goes through our computer. So yeah, that's right. And it's funny. I'm laughing on my own because earlier on, I I told James it sounded a bit funny today. I mean, the, the sound wasn't as usual, and I just realized that I hadn't switched on the noise canceling on my headphones. That was why. <laughs> <laughs> So as I was fiddling around wow. So yeah, I'm using a Bose QC20, I believe. It's a, an amazing pair of earphones, which is noise cancelling as well. And when I'm recording, I just switch on the noise cancelling and it really helps me get into this podcast and focus. So what you're saying is I probably could have kept my microphone a little bit closer and it still would have sounded okay. Jeez, Jean, man. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> now we know. 
I just used some cheap uh, Apple earbuds. <laughs> so I guess it's time to make a pause for our other sponsor and we'll be with you soon. Check this out. We all know how important security is on today's web. This week's episode of Mastermind.fm is brought to you by SiteLock, the global leader in website security solutions. They bring you the most comprehensive suite of security software on the web with vulnerability scanning, malware detection, removal, and prevention. They also offer Global CDN, the content delivery network, to boost your speed and ensure your visitors are reaching you as quickly and efficiently as possible, no matter where in the world they are. Give SiteLock a look at sitelock.com slash mastermind. So welcome back, and we're ready to talk more about the software that we're using. Now that we spoke about hardware, let's talk about the software side. And again, we're keeping things simple here. We're both using Audacity, so we just hit record on both our laptops as soon as we start. Make a thumbs up signal on Skype, which is our other software that we're using. And that way we know that we can just start recording. Yeah, I think for recording, I'm actually getting ready to experiment using Hindenburg to do my audio recording just because it gives me a little bit more control over equalizing and levels and I can monitor that a little bit better on my end than and I'm, I'm sure there are some stuff like that with audacity that you can do but and Hindenburg is a paid piece of software but since we're going to be doing more podcasting in-house I, I think it would be worth the investment to get some some better software and that's great for the recording and the editing of the podcast so that's that's something that I think we're going to start playing with on our end uh, what do we use uh, on your end John since Aliana does the editing how how do we edit this podcast what software are we using so she does that with GarageBand so that's all she does yeah she just uh, chops our arms and whatever other funny sounds we make, pauses. And that's kind of the standard production, how do you call it, package that you get when you outsource the production, which I would highly recommend, by the way. It's insane trying to do everything yourself. And I suspect it's one of the reasons why many podcasts don't last that long. Yeah, that's fair. So right now, I mean, we, you and I do a little bit, of, you do most of the planning and the structure of how we kind of get together what we're going to be talking about, kind of help us lay that out. And Aliana does all the editing for the podcast. So I feel like I, we, I don't feel like I do all that much at all. So it's really nice and easy that way. <laughs> but it is, there are, you know, there are things that are done. Like on my side, I have my content guy who does our notes, just kind of quick show notes. Yeah. Fantastic to kind of well. give you a little, little bit of an idea of what we're talking about in the podcast when we put when we publish it to our website. So that's a task that has to get done. As we talked about, there's editing that needs to get done. Um, and then, of course, we have sponsors. And so there's, you know, invoicing, recording the ad spots for those, getting that information together, uh, keeping track of that, just the administration of that, which I have done a terrible job contributing to. Um, but figuring all of that stuff out, it can be quite a bit. I mean, it, it, it can be a daunting task so for sure i'd be i think it would be very fair to say that the behind the scenes work takes much longer than the actual recording of the podcast yeah i, I would agree with that so there are some services that you can use that will go everywhere you know will range from anywhere from just editing your podcast like taking your audio files putting them together and getting them production ready to Going as far as writing your show notes for you, transcribing the entire podcast, writing up uh, social media sharing to public to to 
distribute and to promote your podcast. So there is a range of services that you can get to do all that stuff. And depending on what your purpose of your podcast will probably determine whether or not you do you need that much. If your podcast is your business, it makes sense to invest a little bit more money on all of that stuff. Um, but also, if your podcast is your only business, it also might make sense that you have you create your own flow for doing all of that because it's you want to have control over every nuance of it. So you just kind of have to determine what kind of a what, what you're going for with this. So on the topic of ramping up, I would like to mention John Lee Dumas from uh, EO Fire. So EO Fire is a podcast that John started a couple of years ago, and he actually went all in. He was recording. Uh, an episode a day he still does and also and this is something that we can talk about is that he added a community element to the podcast so people could actually join his community called podcasters paradise and then you got access to a facebook group as well and this is where you could discuss podcasting and learn how to podcast and so he built all this uh, community around the podcast which obviously enabled him to grow very, very fast and eventually started making massive amounts of money per month. And that's quite unique in the realm of podcasting where, you know, income tends to be on the lower end compared to blogs uh, with all their affiliate income and all that. That's very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think of it that way, like we're using podcasting more as, like I said, an altruistic kind of way of sharing information and just, and really just to kind of say, hey, why don't you sit in on our mastermind calls? We talk through some of these ideas and maybe you can, you know, your benefit, your business can benefit from some of this stuff. But there is the angle of, I want this to be my business. Now, I don't know how you come up with content to record every single day. Mm -hmm. That sounds awful. But if you have that kind of content and you want to build a community around it, there's some there's some different ways of adding on to just the single podcast of creating a, a fairly robust business. And apparently it is a proven model. So, Yeah, and just to clarify, I think it, he's doing mostly interviews. Yeah. Although I do have a friend in Spain who does a very regular episodes and it's just him talking so it can work very cool so as we get ready to wrap up this episode i'd like to spend some time to talk about what our future holds and what we'd like to see improve in our own podcasting efforts james yeah i mean well first uh, i would say as always we would love to hear from our listeners and what you enjoy about what we're doing or what you think is perhaps distracting and isn't on point because you know obviously there's no point in, in producing a podcast if there's nobody listening to it and while we seem to have a fairly loyal listener base we would really love to expand that and so we would love to know what's working what isn't working what what have you enjoyed that we've done and what are the things you would say hey if you guys never did this again I'd totally be okay with that we would love that feedback from our standpoint when we started we decided we didn't want to do too much overproduction in the beginning. Like we would edit the podcast, obviously put it all together. But as you have, as you can hear, our intro is pretty much the same as it has always been. We, we do it live at the moment, but I would like to see us in the future. We plan on adding a little more polish to our intro and outro and make it more feel like uh, maybe a more packaged show. Uh, so we'll think through some of that process as we go. But I think uh, for us, I think our future holds is we're going to keep recording at least, you know, release an episode a week and hopefully uh, have more guests. 
uh, in the WordPress community, people that you, some people that you may know their story, some people that you may not know, some hidden parts of their story as much as we can. Uh, but we're going to keep mixing it up, I think. I don't think we want to stick to one specific vehicle. We don't want to become the interview show, and we also don't want to just become the uh, John and James talk business show either. Like We just want to want to keep mixing it up and hit, offer a variety of content to enrich, hopefully, your listening experience. That's, that's my take. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you mentioned uh, listener or audience feedback, and that's the biggest one for me. I'd love to hear from our audience, you know, like in the beginning, we had a few questions come in and it sort of tapered off over the last few episodes. And however, when I meet people in our audience who at conferences or stuff like that, there's always a lot of questions and discussions that arise. So I'm not sure what's preventing people from actually submitting questions to us, but I'd love to get more feedback, you know, because it helps us prepare new topics for future podcasts. And we just love receiving your, you know, emails or tweets and know that you're really enjoying the podcast or even we have had a lot of constructive criticism, which we've taken aboard. So that's really my biggest wish for the future. Apart from that, my biggest goal is to keep learning while doing the podcast. And that's my actually my biggest motivation, you know, speaking with you, James, people we interview, the questions that come in, maybe help me think about certain things in a deeper way. And all this is very rewarding because I keep learning new stuff every time we record a podcast. And I think that's what will keep it interesting for me in the long term. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's uh, it's awesome to be able to just, and that's why the power of masterminds and why we named the podcast Mastermind is the benefit of having another perspective speak about a topic. It's not that you're trying to answer my question. It's not try that you're trying to solve my problem. It's that you're giving me your perspective on that, and I can I can extrapolate or pull out from what your experiences are, what I need to apply to my experiences, and it gives me more to experiment with that I might not otherwise have. So. Uh, we hope that our listeners are getting that kind of benefit out of the stuff that we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I mentioned that we've seen uh, questions and reviews sort of taper off. However, we do have a new review, a five-star review on iTunes. And I guess we can close off the show with it. So it's from Joe Casabona from WP in one month. And he says... I'm working to get a new business off the ground and this podcast has been super helpful. James and John really know their stuff. I'm grateful that they are willing to share their knowledge. And obviously we're very grateful for everyone for submitting their questions and helping us in this endeavor that we're, we're doing. So I guess that's it for today. I hope you got some insight into the world of podcasting and our experience so far. So, James, where can people find you in case they want to get in touch? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at James Laws or my blog that I have not written on since February, jameslaws.com. Yeah, so <laughs> in my case, it's at John Galea on Twitter and my blog, which I update every week. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I try to. <laughs> so it's JohnGalea.com. And as always, please send all questions and topics you'd like us to tackle to podcast at mastermind.fm. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe on mastermind.fm. Thanks, guys. Take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you next time.